0: Hi, Rob Shank here. Welcome to Shank Talks Bunhofer, a podcast dedicated to introducing this remarkable man to our own time. While he lived uh, more than a half a century ago, uh, was born more than a century ago, uh, he is as relevant today as he ever was. In fact, I think particularly relevant. And that's why uh, I've been working to build an institution here in Washington, D.C., dedicated to not only perpetuating his legacy, but applying it to the immediate urgencies of our own day. And there are plenty of them to which Bonhoeffer speaks powerfully and very realistically and very effectively So you can find out more about that institution by visiting it at tdbi.org. Stands very simply for the Dietrich Bonhoeffer Institute here in Washington, D.C. You'll find us online at tdbi.org. You'll also find us on Facebook and all the other social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, etc., etc. We're out there. And we're publishing uh, Bonhoeffer in his own words, commentary on Bonhoeffer, interpretations of Bonhoeffer for our own time. So if you wanna get to know this man a little bit better, become a friend of the Dietrich Bonhoeffer Institute at tdbi.org or our other social media platforms. And when you're in Washington DC, come by to visit us. We're located at 109 2nd Street Northeast, just across the street from the Supreme Court. And I should mention, by the way, that uh, you can get to know a little bit more about why I've taken on Bonhoeffer as a full-time occupation uh, in my memoir. It's available now on pre-sale on all of the uh, bookseller sites, and it's entitled Costly Grace. You know that to be a Bonhoefferianism. Uh, It was one, it was really his key uh, term, Uh, Teure Gunnata. How's my German pronunciation? Pretty terrible, huh? Teura Gunnata, Costly Grace. That's the title of my memoir, An Evangelical Minister's Rediscovery of Faith, Hope, and Love, HarperCollins, and you'll find out how critical Dietrich Bonhoeffer was in helping me uh, to reclaim my original understanding of the gospel itself. And uh, it's, it's quite a story of how following in the footsteps, literally, of Dietrich Bonhoeffer from the place of his birth to the place of his death helped me to recalibrate my own moral and spiritual compass So check it out. Uh, You can buy it now, be one of the first to read and review it at Amazon or HarperCollins or Barnes and Noble or any of the sites, Goodreads, wherever you go to read your reviews and record your reviews of books, please do so for my book, Costly Grace, an Evangelical Minister's Rediscovery of Faith, Hope, and Love. For now though, I'm gonna talk about a whole bunch of other books that will introduce you to a very critical side of this multifaceted personality, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and that is his spirituality or his spiritual life. It is impossible to fully appreciate or know Dietrich Bonhoeffer without knowing his spiritual side, which was profound and really defined him as much as anything else. While he was a towering intellect, while he was a very effective activist, he was certainly a very compassionate pastor, shepherd of souls. He was a deeply reflective, contemplative, spiritual, prayerful individual. And that just permeates everything about him. He was a passionate Christian. He felt his faith as much as he lived and practiced his faith. And there are ways to see that element, that dimension of him. But uh, even in a devotional sense, and I'm going to recommend right away a devotional that was edited and translated by Edwin Robertson. I pull these off my own shelf, by the way. I, I have these volumes. Some of them I keep by my bedside, literally uh, in a little shelf I have in my uh, in my bedstand. Uh, And I pull from them routinely at night and sometimes in the early morning hours to read after my Bible reading and prayer time. And this one, published by Zondervan, evangelical publishing house here in the U.S., is entitled Voices in the Night, The Prison Poems of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And this is a lovely compilation uh, of Bonhoeffer's very deep, Uh, journal-like entries and writings. And I have found them enormously edifying, deeply moving. I mean, sometimes to the point of tears, when you think about the circumstances in which he wrote much of this, uh, which was his suffering in prison. And they are so raw. They're so authentic, so honest. This is, you know, Bonhoeffer, uh, did a treatment of Psalms that he called the prayer book of the Bible. And in many ways, he was a psalmist. He, he These writings, these reflections and prayers are written very much like the Psalms. And uh, Robertson has done a wonderful job in the way he has structured this little book. I'm not sure it's still in print. You may have to get a used copy of it, but you'll find it. It's called Voices in the Night. Uh, It was published in 1999, and it's a small, very uh, handy—I really think of it as a prayer book. And then I've mentioned to you before Peter Frick, who is really one of my principal— Bonhoeffer advisors, uh, mentors. Uh, In fact, he was an advisor to me on my Bonhoeffer work for my doctoral dissertation. And Peter has put together a beautiful similar uh, compilation called Dietrich Bonhoeffer Meditation and Prayer, edited by Peter Frick, F-R-I-C-K. This was published by Liturgical Press in Minnesota. And it too is a lovely devotional. And I think you'll find it really rich. Uh, This isn't necessarily specifically, um, you know, words crafted by Bonhoeffer for devotional purposes, but Peter has done a lovely job pulling from Bonhoeffer's other works as well as his prayers and poems. Uh, He's pulled from other sources and structured it as such. In fact, you'll read in my memoir, Costly Grace, how one of those poems that that Peter uh, constructed out of material from cost of discipleship, or what is now retitled discipleship, really helped me to move to where I am now. Uh, a very far distance from where I was in my own spiritual life 10 or 15 years ago, and I listened to Peter reading from this very volume, his own volume, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Meditation and Prayer, when we were on a study tour in Europe together, and my, my was that ever life-changing for me, so I can't say enough about uh, Peter's volume, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Meditation and Prayer. If you want to read Bonhoeffer himself, on uh, this aspect of his spirituality, read, Who is Christ for Us? And, of course, that's part of most of the major volumes, and certainly uh, in the Bonhoeffer works, which is his entire library, his corpus uh, in 17 volumes. But this one is is a little booklet by Fortress Press, published in 2002, and let's see, more recently, uh, yes, uh, under the facets, uh, series, Who is Christ for Us? Uh, by Dietrich Bonhoeffer and translated by Craig uh, Nessen, uh, N-E-S-S-A-N. This is, uh, again, uh, a lovely view of Bonhoeffer's Christology, how he saw how he sees Christ. And uh, again, if, if Bonhoeffer's spirituality is anything, it is Christocentric. Christ is at the center. And uh, in fact, there is a volume, uh, Christ the Center. I'll go to that next, because it's impossible to understand how Bonhoeffer related to God except in understanding how he saw Christ and understood Christ. And there are a number of editions of Christ the Center by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. The one that I'm holding is the Harper San Francisco, uh, which is very nice uh, because I'm publishing with HarperCollins, and this is a division of HarperCollins. uh, So nice to be in the same publishing family, with my mentor and posthumous uh, spiritual guide, if you will, uh, my Bonhoeffer. Always excites me to think of that. Uh, And this is a very lovely treatment of Bonhoeffer's whole concept of Jesus Christ. So you really want to get a hold of some edition. I would recommend this edition because it's a nice, tight. Uh, how many pages here? About um, come now. Let's see, 112. So it's a really easy, breezy read. Christ, the center. This one, uh, Harper's Ministers Paperback Library, but just as useful for lay people published by Harper San Francisco. This edition came out in, pardon me, 1960. Wow, didn't realize uh, it dated back that far. Um, I'm gonna finish off with three more volumes. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Spiritual Care, translated by J. Rochelle, R-O-C-H-E-L-L-E, Spiritual Care, this is, again, published by Fortress Press, which publishes so much of Bonhoeffer's work uh, in English. And uh, this is lovely because this is Bonhoeffer's pastoral heart and his pastoral approach in his own spirituality. Uh, you know, Bonhoeffer was every bit pastor, and the pastor was every bit Bonhoeffer. Uh, inextricably so. You can't separate Bonhoeffer from being pastor, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And in this, he treats the mission of spiritual care, law and gospel in spiritual care, something as practical as home visitation, conversations with the indifferent, with those who really don't care about spirituality, don't want to talk about Christ or the gospel, don't aren't interested in religion don't go to church, whatever. He talks about spiritual care for the sick, visiting the deathbed, confession uh, as the heart of spiritual care. So if you're a pastor, especially, and you want to know how Bonhoeffer approached his calling, his vocation as a shepherd of souls, get a hold of this volume, Spiritual Care, translated by J. Rochelle, and published by Fortress Press. I'm not sure, again, whether it's still in print. A lot of the volumes I have I acquired as used books, and some of them are quite old now. So uh, take a look on Amazon. You'll find it, I'm sure, at a used bookseller. And then Meditations on the Cross, again by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, again devotional. Um, this is Encounters with Christ. It's published by Westminster John Knox Press, uh, edited by Manfred Weber, and translated by Douglas Stott, S-T-O-T-T, Meditations on the Cross, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Beautiful compilation. Let me just read the back. I think it's the best description of this volume. The cross and resurrection, suffering, and overcoming death were central themes in Dietrich Bonhoeffer's theological work. Throughout his life, he focused on these themes, trying to disclose their relevance for human life and actions, and to answer the question, what does it mean to be Christian? So if that doesn't get to the heart of things, I don't know what does. And you'll find it in Meditations on the Cross. We talked about how Christocentric Bonhoeffer's theology and spirituality were. Um, Christ the center, goes to that. It was also, uh, what would we say, crucicentric. It was focused on the cross, on Jesus' atoning work on the cross, his suffering on the cross, the centrality of his death and, ipso facto, uh, his resurrection, because the cross wasn't the end. It was only the beginning of that magnificent act, and uh, that is what is uh, so—it's the sine qua non of Christian faith— uh, if there's be no resurrection, we have no reason for faith. So, uh, Bonhoeffer, of course, treats the resurrection in much of his work. But in this case, uh, this is meditations on the cross. And of course, as I record this, Good Friday is coming. We are in Lent now, anticipating Good Friday. So this would be a very nice Lenten devotional. Uh, to read during this season. Uh, It won't always be Lent when you're listening to this podcast, but it is right now, and uh, this will apply to any Lent going into the future uh, ad infinitum. Uh, So uh, do get a hold of Meditations on the Cross, published by Westminster John Knox Press. And then uh, my Ultimate to talk about, in this podcast anyway, is the Collected Sermons of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I have this by my bedside. I read from it routinely. I'm opening it now. You can probably hear that. And uh, there were a number of uh, of, uh, translators for this. Again, Fortress Press. Who else would publish it? Fortress Press in Minneapolis, the Collected Sermons of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And I find they're easier to read because his his sermons are quite dense. I mean, they're thick, they're rich, they're full, and uh, at times they can sound a little bit more like a lecture than a sermon. Uh, but if you read it with his voice in mind, and you get to know his voice through his spiritual reflections and devotionals, uh, they mean a whole lot more. So, uh, and and they are very relevant. They speak to our lives, even though they date back uh, in the first sermon in this volume all the way to December of 1928. It's an Advent sermon that he delivered in Barcelona when he was serving a church there, a German-speaking congregation. It's entitled, Waiting at the Door. Uh, There's a Memorial Day sermon in here. Uh, I'm just uh, flipping through uh, Gideon, a study of Gideon. God is my Lord. That was first Sunday in Lent. That's uh, that's very relevant. Uh, 1933. So you want to know him as a preacher, as a pulpiteer, as a teacher of God's Word, as a disciple maker? Pick up this volume, and I do know that my friend and top Bonhoeffer scholar uh, in the English speaking world, Victoria Barnett has come out with a, a more recent treatment of Bonhoeffer's sermons, and I haven't even gotten it yet. I'm embarrassed to admit that because uh, Vicki has become a friend. She's very nearby me, uh, just down the street, literally, at uh, the Holocaust Museum here in Washington, D.C. I mean, uh, we can walk to each other's offices very quickly, in short order, uh, and I haven't gotten a hold of it, but I am going to talk with Vicki about that volume, as well as another recent treatment of Bonhoeffer's Christmas letter to his pastors, uh, the pastors under his charge, called Ten Years After, and she's done a recent volume on that. Uh, very revealing work. In in fact, I should commend it to you in this context, because Ten Years After is really about Bonhoeffer coming to grips with uh, a new and very different call of God on his conscience and dealing with a very, very big ethical and moral question. If you read between the lines, it has to do with joining the conspiracy to assassinate Adolf Hitler, and how he wrestled with that spiritually, morally, ethically, I think it fits in this context of understanding his spirituality. So I will be talking to Vicki Barnett. She's already agreed to do a podcast with me, so watch for that. We're going to talk about those two um, volumes that she's edited and the commentary she's authored uh, around them. Uh, So either get a hold of her collected uh, sermons or this one. But do read Bonhoeffer, the preacher, Bonhoeffer, the pulpiteer, uh, Bonhoeffer, the uh, prophetic voice from the sacred desk as we call it in our evangelical parlance from the pulpit because he was as much that and boys, you know, that should reveal any any preacher's true heart and spirituality comes out in uh, their exposition uh, of God's Word, which is what he does, of course, uh, as any preacher does in his sermons. So do get a hold of these volumes. They will help you to appreciate the deep spiritual interior life of this man. And only in understanding that core of his being can you really get why his thought life, why his philosophical life, why his, uh, why his uh, activist life is so, so uh, very deep and powerful and has made such a great impact now on generations of both believers and non-believers, Christians and non-Christians, uh, people of other religions. He's had a very wide and very deep effect on so many, and I believe, yet to to make that impact on this generation in our times. Boy, do we ever need him. And we can start with his spirituality. So get to know. Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Spirituality in these volumes and in many other places. You'll find resources like these at our website at tdbi.org, and you can get to those resources from our other social media platforms as well. Thanks again for being with me. And in this this context of uh, Bonhoeffer's Spirituality, it's especially meaningful for me. Uh, We'll proceed in our introduction to Dietrich Bonhoeffer in this uh, podcast, and I'll see you uh, during our next episode.